On today's show, we're bringing on special guest Jason Cassidy to talk about why Zillow really isn't the company that agents should be worried about. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what's going on, Massive Agents? Welcome to episode number 44 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Wow, we have a good, good freaking show today because we have a special guest, Jason Cassidy. He is a rock star, top producing agent down in San Diego. He runs the Cassidy team with Compass, and he's a great marketer, great agent, super smart, and very educated on our industry and a lot of the disruptive companies in our industry right now. So we have quite a discussion, and we, we learned quite a bit from Jason about why Zillow really isn't the company you should be worried about. It's not. We'll tell you who is, and then we'll tell you what you can do about it and how to protect yourself, how to insulate yourself, and how to make sure that you're going to be good, that you're going to be in demand for decades to come. We'll talk about that. And, you know, this is there's going to be a lot of comments generated from the show. I think a lot of a lot of people getting their panties in a bunch, I assume, because anytime you mention the Z word, the big Z word, Zillow, dun, 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 agents lose their damn minds. They they absolutely lose their minds. It's like they, they black out and they just like, you know, scream obscenities and curses and then when they come to finally they're like well what just happened i I don't know because it's so deeply ingrained in agents now a lot of them that zillow equals bad zillow equals putting agents out of business there's far bigger threats far bigger threats this is gonna be good so stick around i'm dustin brome your host i'm a realtor in salt lake city utah with exp realty the founder of the massive agent society and the founder of search salt lake my real estate team here in salt lake city and if you're not familiar with the Massive Agent Society, you've prob- if you've been listening for a while, you know what it's all about. The Society is our one agent per market lead generation training support system. All right, it's a, it's a training system. It's a support system. One agent or lender per market. You can actually have one agent and one lender per market. But here's something that that I'm announcing today that's kind of cool. That so before we just offered to build custom chatbots for people. Once they became members, so it was an upsell, it was was an add-on, if you will, in the checkout for anyone who joined the Massive Agent Society. It said, okay, would you also like to, would you like us to build you a custom chatbot? And it was an add-on, but you'd have to join the society first. So as of today, guys, if you are looking to have a custom Facebook Messenger chatbot built for you, look no further. Look no further than the Massive Agent Society, okay? You do not have to be a member to do this. We now have an option on the Massive Agent Society website for you to go there and just buy a custom chatbot, okay? To to sign up to have a custom chatbot built for you. It's only 99 bucks one time. We build the chatbot. We build three different paths for you. So a welcome message, a, a different path for sellers, a different path for buyers, and a different like miscellaneous or, you know, everything else, quote unquote, path. And, you know, we personalize it. We ask you how how you want it to sound, the tone you want it to have, and then it's yours. So we don't create like a special password or anything like hang on to the password. We're actually, we log in with your Facebook. Once it's built, it is 100% yours. You can change it, customize it, add to it, clone it, 
duplicate it. You can do whatever you want because like I said, it's yours. We just build it for you and customize it for you. So 99 bucks, if you want a custom chatbot built, go to massiveagentsociety.com. We will build it. We will install it on your Facebook page, your the Facebook page of choice, and then customize it for you and build it for you. So you don't have to do anything, but just tell us how you want it. We'll build it. It's yours. Massiveagentsociety.com. Check that out. And before we get into who you should really be freaked out about, not Zillow, but who you should be freaked out about, before we get into that, I have to remind you that Friday, October 26th, which if you're listening to this, the day this comes out on Thursday, the 25th, it's the next day. A day after you're hearing this, we're doing our big leads webinar, leadswebinar.com. I announced it last week, but this webinar is probably the most valuable thing, like the most all, all-inclusive, all most comprehensive, all-encompassing thing that I've ever put out there for agents. I've teamed up with my buddy Frazier, the founder of The Agent Marketer, and we're doing a co-webinar where we're going to be giving you step-by-step every single step, every piece to the puzzle of a lead generation system that gets as close to set it and forget it as possible. You have to keep your eye on it, make some tweaks, make sure you follow up on the leads and then close the deals. That's all you have to do. Okay. Once you set this thing up. So if you, if you want this given to you, you just have to go to the webinar leadswebinar.com on Friday, register quickly. We're going to show you how to set up the ad, which ad to set up, how to set up the lead response system for it so that when your leads come in and some of them come in at you know 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., that they automatically get responded to within five minutes. We'll show you exactly the system that I personally use and that, that agents all around the country are using to great success. I'll show you that. We'll show you how long-term you should be following up with these, with these uh, leads so that you can continue to build your pipeline because I'm telling you guys, if, you, if you're running a Facebook ad campaign, even though you may not be closing some of the leads right away like you want, you have if you stay in touch with them and you continue following up with them after the average seven to nine times that it takes to actually get someone to respond to you, if you keep following up with them well past that, you're going to start closing deals three months, six months, nine months down the road, but only if you're using the right system. So we're going to show you which CRM to use, how to set up the drip campaigns, how to space the different messages. Should it be an email? Should it be a text? Should it be a phone call? How often should you do it? What should they say? And if you can't make it tomorrow, if you have a listing presentation or if you're showing homes and you can't make it live, register because we're, we're going to give you a replay link. You'll get a replay link. You can watch it as many times as you want. We're going to give you a copies of the slides so you can copy and paste everything. We're, guys, we're, I want you to hear me. We're giving you the whole damn thing, everything you need. And we're doing it for 49 bucks. It's only 49 bucks for the webinar. Go register at leadswebinar.com quickly because there's people that have been registering all week long. It's filling up. We don't have unlimited spots. And our sponsors are actually sharing this out to their networks right now too. So it's going to fill up fairly quickly. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Easy Agent Pro Websites. We're going to show how their website is used in this. You don't have to have one, but we use them. Thanks to Wise Agent CRM. Wise Agent is our preferred CRM. We'll show you why we're using Wise Agent for this system. And then special thanks to Fairway Independent Mortgage Southwest. Fairway Mortgage, thank you guys very much for for being supporters. Uh, They want this for their agents and for their loan officers. Not their agents because they're a mortgage company, but you know, they're agent partners. Okay, let's get into let's get into this interview with Jason Cassidy. So Jason is somebody that I 
have been following on social for a while. He is he's just he's a very smart guy. He's he's very well read, educated on the industry. Uh, he's you know he does a great job on social media, Instagram specifically, with you know just giving information to stay in touch with past clients and you know like educating other agents. So he's a great one to follow, and you're going to learn a lot from this interview. It was really cool to sit down with him, and I learned stuff that I didn't know because he just, he's just that knowledgeable about the tech disruptors in our industry right now. So let's get into the interview and find out why Zillow is really not the company you should be worried about right now. All right, guys, I'm, I'm on the line with Jason Cassidy in San Diego. Jason, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? Doing really well. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Dude, I, it's so cool watching you from the outside looking in, seeing what you're doing down in San Diego. You have a great online presence, great social media presence. And, you know, when I was doing some research for this, for this interview, I was, you know, looking for like your bio and all that. And I go to, go to Compass's website and they have that, like this big long list of, of accolades and awards. And, and like I told you before, it's embarrassing to me because I don't have any of them or anything close to it. So, uh, so that's cool. But, but guys, Jason, he's, he's a young agent. He, he runs the Cassidy team down in San Diego. I think your office is in downtown San Diego. Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting in my conference room right now looking out over Market Street. Uh, we're about two blocks away from Petco Park, um, right in the heart of the East Village here in downtown San Diego. Dude, dude, I'm feeling some tin fish for lunch. Oh, yeah, dude. It's right over on the other side of the Omni. That's, uh, that's a good spot. I love that place for, for some tacos. But yeah, I mean, you have these awards from like Top Agent Magazine, Rising Star by San Diego, Real Producers Magazine, San Diego Union Tribune, like... Apparently, you're doing some business in San Diego, and people know about you. So that's cool. Congrats yeah, on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for the kind words, man. That's uh, we, we try to work really hard here. Of course. So, Jason, the reason I wanted to have you on is it was a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I saw you did an Instagram story where you were you were basically challenging this notion in our industry that, that agents think Zillow's the threat, that Zillow mm-hmm. is going to put agents out of business, and you know everyone's worried about Big Z. And yeah. you were challenging that. You're pushing back. You're like, Zillow is not the issue. Zillow is not like, you know, keep an eye on them. But we shouldn't be worried about Zillow when you have Open Door, and then there's Facebook and Amazon and their massive, massive ability to just change everything in an instant. And and it got me thinking. I was like, you know what? You're right. Like Open Door is really the only company that I'm aware of, at least at a on a large scale. That's that's saying that they're doing an end around agents. Like they're trying to get rid of agents. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah, that was the, so a little bit of backstory there to that Instagram story. That was the same day that Compass, my company, um, announced that we raised 400 million more, um, from SoftBank, which is one of the biggest, you know, venture capitalists, you know, kind of seed money raisers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that same day, which kind of flew under the radar was that open door also raised 400 million from SoftBank. Um, and I don't know if that was their first round or second round or whatever, you know, I know they've raised money before, but, um, that's a huge number. You're talking about $400 million. That's, um, that's gigantic. That's worth right already more than just about every real estate brokerage in the country. Yep. Just in one raise. Um, and they're only in like what? five or six markets or seven markets or something um, down in Phoenix and kind of in the Pacific Southwest and stuff like that at this point. Right. And to raise that much money for really such a small market share at this point means that there's, that means there's expansion on the horizon. I mean, there's no other way around it. And so I think it was a marriage of two things. It was my keeping an eye on the macro of, wow, 
Opendoor, which is a company that you know has a platform that in, in essence thrives on doing real estate deals without the real estate agent, you know, because they capitalize on the margin there um, when they're buying and selling their homes without the real estate agent, just raised 400 million, but everybody on Facebook and every Inman group and lab code agents and every group that I'm a part of can't help but talk about how Zillow is the devil, right? And that's just like, they are here to put real estate agents out of business. And that has been the topic of conversation since I got in the business almost six years ago now, it's all I hear. Every post is dominated by that. In fact, Zillow basically had Jay Thompson and now Brett full-time positions <laughs> to be out there like dispelling these rumors um, and, and all these conspiracy theories. But somehow that is still the topic of conversation everywhere I look, yet sliding in underneath, there's open door and their 400 million seed rays and nobody wants to talk about that. And that sparked the Instagram story that day. Um, it was just me kind of venting, speaking out loud a little bit. Uh, I know it caught your eye, a couple others too. They're like, wait a minute, what is Open Door? And, um, and so that's, that's how we got here. Nice. It, it's, it's so good that you're, that you're like giving that perspective because you're right. A lot of agents get hysterical. Like it's almost like they black out and it's just like, you know, Zillow is going to ruin everything. They're going to put us all out of business. And then they finally come to and they're like, what happened? <laughs> like they just have it deep down into them that like Zillow is the enemy. But Jason, why don't you tell people like how much money do how, how much of their revenue do they make from agents? Uh, I think it's like 71% or 75% or something like that. I remember I, I had the stat on there. Basically, I mean, if you think about, again, I, I have to preface this that I don't work for Zillow, right? I'm a, I'm a real estate agent. I run a team here in downtown San Diego. Right. I am a premier agent because uh, I make money that way. You know, I've, it's about a three to four to one ROI. So just like any other line of business, my geographic farming and my Facebook ads and my Google pay-per-click, like I reevaluate every year where my money comes from and where to spend it. So I am a Zillow premier agent because I see the value there. Um, but I do not work for Zillow. So this is just me as an agent looking on the macro. I like to think that I'm kind of tapped into the industry a little bit. So, um, but I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm some paid shill for Zillow because I'm not. Um, well, but shit. It, I, see, we booked you because we thought you were like the world's foremost <laughs> Zillow expert. So what the hell? How did that happen? Yeah. So like the, I, you can put that, you know, these views are completely my own. Tell yes. Spencer and Greg, you know, tell them not to come uh, to come beat me down if I, if I say something <laughs> wrong because I do not work for Zillow. So that being said, if you just think about the company as a macro, they're a marketing company, right? So you have now they dominate you know, online, they have the, you know, I'm, I'll say the best I mean, whatever that's subjective, but they have the best real estate website in the world. They have the most trafficked real estate website in the world, yep. um, at least here in the United States. And they are there to basically, they're comp, there are competition when it comes to eyeballs, right? So they, they do win that in a sense, but they're there to generate money from real estate agents. That is legitimately their entire, um, they're just now starting to branch off in other things, but that has always been how they make money. And so when you look at their financials just from quarter two of this year, it's like it was 71 or 75. I think it was like 71 percent came from the premier agent program. And then like another little couple percent came from like their rentals and property management stuff that they do. So you could say that like 75 percent came from agents. What company that makes 75 percent of its income from subset A would do their best to put out subset A from their job? It makes no sense. You know what I mean? And so I think when that is kind of the common misconception out there, 
that Zillow and I hear Zillow and Redfin get tossed around a lot together. And I, that's a whole nother Redfin's actually a brokerage, right? So they actually have agents, right. you know, they actually have systems in place. They have, you know, you can be a Redfin agent. You can't be a Zillow agent. So that's the difference between the two is that Zillow is just a marketplace where they sell advertising space to agents. That's a great way that you framed it and and explained kind of like the, the difference. It, like you're right, Redfin is a brokerage. Uh, right. There's there's Homey, which is in it's in Utah. I think they just expanded to Phoenix and Vegas. They're like a they started as a for sale by owner assistance company. They were forced to become a brokerage just because of the way they were doing business was not right. Yeah, they're a brokerage. Like Zillow's not. They're just right. like like you said, the most trafficked real estate portal on the planet, and and that's a fact. Like that, right. you know, that's just yeah. what it is. And I wanted to step in here because we're going to get all these caveats in the Facebook tags. I can already see it happening. Well, Zillow is a brokerage. They had to get their brokerage license. They've always had it, and so there's two parts to that. One, they had Trulia had a brokerage license, so when they merged with Trulia, they still had an active brokerage license. So people are like, well, if you look at the DRE, there's you know there's a brokerage license. Yeah, it was an inactive thing from when they bought Trulia, and then just recently they had to get a brokerage license in Arizona because they're starting to flip houses down there. Um, and so now they have an active license down there, but it's not to come out here and start selling your home and start putting up open house signs and competing with you. It's just a kind of a technicality that they had to do so they could flip houses down in Arizona. But I just wanted to preface that cause I'm sure someone's going to, what is it? Don't at me because somebody's going to come at me at, on Twitter and say, well, actually I know that's not what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> the, the asterisk coals will come out of the woodwork, and they're like, "Well, actually, well, I, look, guys, if you're getting way into the weeds and you want to like refute, or like, well, or they have a brokerage license, which means that they could start hiring agents. It's like, uh, like we just talked about, they make seventy something percent of their income from agents. Sure. Why yep. the hell would they do that? It makes no sense. Now, and this is let's ceteris paribus that you know, if all things remaining constant as of today, uh, October twenty second or whatever the day that is that we're you know actually doing this. If tomorrow it comes out that Zillow is going to start hiring agents, you know, this may all be for naught. I'm talking about what it has been for the last ten years and what it is as of today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I honestly think maybe they. They should. They should start maybe hiring their own agents, but not to like compete with everyone else and put everyone else out of business, just to supplement and to grow and like to add more services that they can do in certain markets. And I mean, Zillow is a business. They have a mm-hmm. responsibility, a legal responsibility to their shareholders totally. to do what's best. So. Totally. Yeah, that's out there. It's it's a situation where, and I'm a, now I'll preface this again, that I have stock in Zillow just because I've bought it, you know, over the years. And it's a company I believe in. We we talked in the pregame that I have stock with EXP too. Like, it's not like it has nothing to do. It's where I, my investing is not necessarily, you know, if I, if I believe like that the company is doing something right, it's what I I think that it's going to make me money going forward. Right. So as a shareholder, you would think that, yeah, in, I would want them to add agents if it meant that the stock price is going to go up and it made business sense. So, I mean, that's up to Spencer and Greg, and they can figure that out later on down the road if that's the right move. I'm just talking about as of today where they stand in the way that they make money. So to, to start off, we, we were talking about Open Door and how I, I think, and I think you do too, we think Open Door, is, like as of right now, the players on the field, Open Door is the most threatening to agents as far as taking market share um, or taking... You know, 
taking homes off the market that would have otherwise been listed. Can you tell us what Open Door is? Because it's not, it, like you said, it's only in like four or five markets. Yeah. So basically, Open Door is a platform where, um, and they are a brokerage as well. It's a platform where a, a, a home seller can go on, they can type in their address, and they can get a cash offer for their house and sell their house directly to Opendoor, who will then take the house, flip it, and resell it. So that is kind of where we, and if you're in the Inman world or whatnot, and you're starting to see a lot of articles that coin the term iBuyer, um, this is in essence where it started to kind of originate from. And I, there may have been someone before that just fell by the wayside. So this is the biggest player in the iBuyer space, I would say. And so what that does is basically there's a small, at least we think it's small, subset of people out there that would love to sell their home this way, right? Imagine I'm in San Diego. Imagine I inherit a house in Boise and I just want to sell it as quickly as possible, have the money wired to my account. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to list it with an agent. I don't want to stage it. I don't want to do all that type of stuff. I'm willing to take a 10% shave on that just to get the money wired to my account because of whatever, insert reason X, divorce, inheritance, just not wanting people to walk through my house you know, to do an open house, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. There is a small subset of the people out there that want to sell their home that way. And Open Door is capitalizing on that. And they're getting the house, you know, 10%, 12%, 15%. I don't know their internal numbers under market value. They're, you know, putting some, what is it? Lipstick on a pig, you know, new carpet, new paint. And then they're putting it back on the market at market value and making a profit. And one of the ways they're able to make as big as profit as possible is they don't pay the commissions. So they don't actually have a real estate agent involved in that transaction. So it's saving, let's just say 6%, but five or 6% on each transaction by not having the real estate agent involved. Now, before Open Door comes in and don't at me, they are now like, they're, they'll work with a real estate agent if a real estate agent brings them the house. But if it's just the client that just goes onto the website and does it, there's no real estate agent involved until they resell it on the back end. And then it's an Open Door real estate agent. Um, and so basically that is the premise of the iBuyer. And then now it's grown from there. Now, just in the last month or so, Keller Williams, Cole Banker, um, all these other like brokerages are also introducing their own iBuyer programs um, as well. I think it's more so to generate maybe seller leads that come in through the website to then have their agents list the properties. Um, but that's uh, basically that's the piggyback onto what Open Door was doing. At, at this point, Open Door will always win the game because they don't have to pay the agent margin, so they're always going to be able to offer like the best price and get it. But that's Open Door, right? And, and you know these brokerages are jumping on, I think, to diversify a little bit rather than being so damn one-dimensional and relying only on agents closing transactions. Now, if they're able to basically flip homes at scale. There's another revenue stream there, which totally. which makes sense. Why wouldn't you do that? Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Like that's the thing, and it's it's I I, I don't remember if it was Greg Schwartz or it was someone else in the Zillow family did. Uh, I think when they announced the instant offers program, um, which is again uh, for those of you, it's basically the the competitor their their answer to Open Door. You know, they have all the traffic at this point. They saw probably Open Door siphoning off some traffic in this iBuyer space, so they said, hey, why don't we play in the iBuyer space as well? We offer the same type of service, but we'll actually include a premier agent on the sale. So they're actually, everybody's freaking out thinking that Zillow is trying to do away with the agent. They're actually still including their premier agents in it, whereas Open Door didn't. That's neither here nor there. But what I took away from his kind of like talk about it was it's kind of like the innovator's dilemma, right? If we see a small subset of the people in our marketplace are going to do this thing 
and we don't go skate to where the puck is and do that thing as well, what if that small subset of people is bigger than we thought? And that's how 30% of people sell their homes in 2015 or 16, or, you know, or oh wait, that's in the past, 2020 or 2025. <laughs> what, if, what if that's how the market is 30 years from now is people don't even want real estate agents. They just go do iBuyer stuff. If that's the case and we didn't skate there, we're out of a, we're out of a company. We're, we're out. It's their fiduciary job. It's, they have to do what's best for the business. They have to play in that space and compete with Open Door. 100%. 100%. You know, I it's not agents that should be, really be worried about these iBuyers right now, even though, sure, yes, some homes that would have been listed are being not listed. Okay, but it's a very small amount. It's the real estate investors, the flippers. Yeah. These guys are losing their their whole base of customers, right? Their whole, um, like, if they're not adjusting and if they don't, if they don't really step it up on uh, the personal relationship part of things they're they're going to be the ones squeezed out because open door um you know zillow all these guys coldwell keller whoever else announces this week and next week that they're going to do it too they're just going to they're doing it at scale they're flipping homes at scale they're already at scale you you nailed it and that's the thing is it's like uh, I, I guess it's going to be a perfect segue into your facebook and amazon part a little bit later but it's it's like here's the deal if i run a lemonade stand and i'm just a mom and pop here in downtown san diego i can only do so much business but if amazon wants to get into the lemonade game i'm out of a, i'm out i'm done right totally. and so what it is is this, there's maybe like there is a small subset of people that are doing this type of stuff but when zillow wants to jump in they're going to dominate it and they should Absolutely. Well, it'd be good. Let's talk about Facebook and Amazon. So it might be surprising some people that Facebook's even in this conversation. Um, you know, it's not it's not a surprise that Amazon has the power. And and I don't think people I think most people know by now Amazon is showing the ambition to get into real estate um, yeah. you know, with mortgages. And, you know, they can do it. They have the power. They have they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I mean the company's so big, so big, and they win at everything because they're just that good. So they have things systemized. So they will get into the real estate space somehow. I don't know yet because right now we can't see it. But Facebook, Facebook is massive, and it you know it's all about information, right? Who has the information? It's Facebook. Yeah, and they can step in, and basically all of a sudden be the biggest real estate portal. Like yeah. Oh, 100%. They have was a billion users. They're probably more than that, probably like 2 billion users or something like that at this point. I think it's 1.5 um, 1. or something. Yeah. So, and that's, and Zillow, uh, you know, they, they're the biggest name in real estate by far when it comes to like web traffic and whatnot. And theirs is like 140 million a month or something along those lines. Um, unique, unique users. And, and Facebook's is one point, let's just say 1.4 billion. They're 10 times bigger. Than yeah. Zillow is, and so you, yeah, you can't tell me that if they flip the switch, that they wouldn't instantly start to eat up Windermere or Keller Williams or all these even smaller companies because they actually have all of the eyes. Hundred percent. That's where Windermere and Keller and EXP and Compass and everyone goes yeah. to put their listings is on Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, that's the situation. I mean, they're already starting to do it. So yes. I read an article on Inman late last year. Maybe you have a little bit more insight on this than I do, but they're, they're actually rolling this out in test markets. Um, I know for a fact that they partnered with Zumper, which is a, um, a, a rental feed site um, in order for people to actually be able to view listings in kind of like carousel fashion on Facebook within the, the user interface. 
Um, and so they were able to actually go click through, get pro property information, and then start the process of applying for a rental on Facebook. Um, you can't tell me it's only a matter of time before that goes into sales as well. 100%. And uh, I don't have a lot to add to that, but you're right. It looks like they're starting with, with the rental market, which mm -hmm. is huge because you know rentals are usually a gateway to purchasing at some point. Yep. And it, all I know is I, I know some people who have had meetings with Facebook I know people who know people who, you know, Facebook has sought out for meetings, for information gathering. Facebook is interested in the real estate sales space. Yeah. They have been for years and they are doing things behind the scenes. Now, I want to real quick, if this is sounding doom and gloom to you, don't worry. We're going to come back around. <laughs> We're going to talk about what you can do to you know to still thrive because look as big as these companies are no one's ever going to take a hundred percent ever and you know like do you buy 100 percent of the stuff you buy from amazon maybe 95 percent, but you know the other <laughs> a lot more than i did five years ago oh god yeah it's crazy but there's still stuff that you don't buy from amazon and there's a reason why so we'll circle back and get to you know what you can do about this how you can protect yourself how you can shift and adjust and and be safe and thrive even. But well, totally lost my train of thought. See, the squirrel came back as a uh, as a guest on the show. The squirrel is my most uh, frequent guest. It happens all the time. I'm facing out onto Market Street in my office, and I've seen two dogs walk by that have already like taken me out of the conversation for about seven seconds. Uh, <laughs> I got the uh, awe puppy uh, going on. Ah, yes. Yep. yep. I get it. I say I thought you were going to say they like you watched him take a crap on the street and they like, didn't pick it up or something. <laughs> No. Wouldn't surprise me, though. No, we're just talking about how Facebook has the opportunity to basically come in and be the dominant yes. player. And, I mean, it's not – that's very much kind of crystal balling it, although I would say it's not guessing. It's educational guessing is what I used to say, like when you would you know, do multiple choice. I, I think it's crystal balling it, but it's there's some writing on the wall that it's going to go there because they've expressed interest. And so while everybody's worried about Zillow and even Open Door. Um, really, we got to think about what the landscape of the real estate marketplace is going to look like in 2030 with with players like Google and Amazon and Facebook, um, you know, because throughout history, there's only been one or two dominant companies in each space. Um, right now, real estate, there's, you know, the battle of hundreds of brokerages that are eventually going to continue consolidating and there's going to be one or two winners. Um, and so I'll be interested to see, you know, if the real estate community bonds together behind one or two brokerages or if you know it's, it's one of these already mega behemoths that come in and just buys up everything it's crazy to think how fast stuff can change too because like look at how different society is with our behavior with uh you know how we do things how we consume information how we you know everything is different about us just in the last 10 years since the iphone came out Mm -hmm. And and even like Amazon, since Prime became huge over the last few years, like that's changed everything. And and so stuff changes dramatically and it changes dramatically quick. Can you imagine Amazon, if it's not already, I think it's the biggest company in the world, right? It's or I think Apple has the biggest market cap, but Amazon will pass it soon or something. It's, it's in the top five. Yeah, um, it's, it's number two for market cap. There, there you go. So what... <laughs> What's stopping Amazon from buying Redfin tomorrow and then integrating Redfin in it? You know, it's already the discount brokerage kind of where that you can list your house for 1% or whatever it is. 
And then Amazon says, okay, cool. We've got all the listings now and we've got all the traffic. We'll sell your house for nothing because they don't care about the money because what they're going to do is they're going to tie in, hey, you just bought a house. Do you also need a couch? And do you also need this, this, and this? And then they start selling you ancillary services through their platform and making money that way and getting everybody through by bringing Redfin into the fold, you know, real estate by Amazon or whatever, even if they keep the name, what then? Then what are we going to do? Right. Well, at that at that point, I I might shit my pants, but <laughs> like you know what I mean. But then like, I'd get back to work, you know. But you can't tell me that they can't. Like that company is a trillion dollar company. Like even buying Redfin for their market valuation, we'll give them what ten billion. I don't know what they're worth. I mean, Compass is worth four, so I'll just give Redfin five, ten, something. That's nothing to Amazon. Um, that would completely change the game. They would just pay cash for them. I mean, it, it's, oh, dude, they it's wouldn't nuts. even care. Yeah, and they would and that could happen just for the data of you know what I mean of 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 having the website data. You know, more traffic added to their site. They didn't even. They wouldn't even care. Absolutely, and it, you know, Jeff Bezos has shown that he's totally cool taking a loss in the short term to then just basically gobble everything up and expand market share long term. Yeah. Like the Fire tablets and all that, they lose money on that stuff. And and I believe even the uh, damn it I didn't unplug her but the Alexa devices I don't think they make money on those either they just they want to get them in as many really? hands as possible so that then now they have that infrastructure so people can buy more stuff through them exactly exactly it's a smart business plan it's genius and then the information a, that comes with it too it's not just I, about the purchase relating this back to real estate and maybe I'm admitting too much here but didn't I mean my first two three four years in the business. I would cut my commission a little bit to get the client in order to then have a Zillow review and more referrals and things like that. Um, it, it wasn't, you know what I mean? I would, I would take what meant a shorter term loss because I saw the bigger picture. You know what I mean? I would have no problem doing that in my early years in real estate because I knew that having a past client that I could then market the neighborhood, having a Zillow review that I could then market on Facebook was way more valuable than the $1,000 or whatever it was on that specific sale. I, th- there's always a play when you're in a growth mode to taking a step back in the short term to grow in the long term. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's funny. See, we're, we're going to have people coming out of the woodwork complaining about all sorts of stuff about today. See, now you've talked about discounting your commission. That's, yep. And this that, is, I, I meant ooh. it more so in a, in an early growth mode phase and just kind of insight opened like uh, open door, open, open into my way of thinking about the importance of, not necessarily getting caught up so much on the dollar early because you see the potential for growth later. Yes. Um, it's a now business when you're decision. talking about as a macro as a whole and you're talking about someone like a, you know, like a Redfin who's entering the space and I, I can talk about Zillow freely because they're not a broker. They're not a competitor theoretically. So I have to be very careful what I say about Redfin. And so I want to preface this with, I actually also own stock in Redfin because I, I see that they have the potential to just, grow just like a weed all across the country because they they're actually filling a void of a need um you know of that kind of middle market here's the deal like we just need someone to list our property and we want to do it on the cheap and for the most part you know unfortunately not everybody in the real estate community is great at what they do sometimes it's uncle phil and aunt sally that come take iphone photos and then throw it up on the mls and then they collect six percent and that's broken. And Redfin's filling that. 
You know what I mean? For 1%, they'll give you professional photography and a Matterport 3D tour and have someone with you. Like that's filling a need across the country. So I, that's why they're thriving right now. And I can continue seeing them do that. But by instilling that commission discount structure, that's actually a bigger threat to the real estate industry as a whole than Zillow is. Uh, 100%. Now, you know? Redfin has an amazing app. I love their app. Yeah, I've had clients come to me and they they're like, well, we only want to use the the Redfin app because we like it, but we're going to use you. Yeah, and so that's interesting. But yeah, Redfin's changing the game as far as discounted commission goes, and and it's a it's a touchy subject because there's some agents which I completely understand, and I'll just mention this real quick and we'll get back to the main topic. But they get so bent out of shape at even the thought of discounting your commission because yeah. you know you need to know your value. And, yeah. you know, blah, 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 which I, I get. I agree with that. But then I also think, like you said, you look at it as, as a business decision. If you can get an extra client or two or 10 now yeah, and then, you know, get a get a review, get, uh, you know, possibly dig into their network, get referrals like, you know, you can build on that. And so you've got to look long term as a business decision. So whatever you decide yeah. to do. It's cool. Just yeah, look. and that's a total micro version. I don't want to spend too much time there because I want to keep it on the macro topic that you, that you know, just for the listeners and all that type of stuff. But micro, I was just talking about as a new agent, I don't have as much value. You know what I mean? As someone who's been in the business ten years and whatnot. I, I mean, I, I knew I did internally, but I, I basically, if you put me on paper A versus B, I had to have some sort of unique selling proposition because I didn't have the experience in X Y Z or whatever it was. So that was a decision made in a bubble on a micro level, not speaking as commissions on the macro as a whole. I want to kind of separate those two for the listeners. For sure. All right. So getting yeah, getting back to the main conversation. Um, Let's let's talk about because we we've talked a lot about how you know this industry is about to change and how it can change. A lot of it's hypothetical and just kind of like you know writing on the wall. Some of it's just you know we this is possible, but all this fear and all this talk and all this Zillow hate is all stemming from fear. Fear that agents are going to be put out of work, that they're going to lose business, that they're not going to be able to survive, that you know they can't put food on the table and. And I understand that fear. That's real. And don't ignore that. But it's not going to happen overnight. And even still, even let's say all the stuff we just talked about happens, there's still going to be a need for somebody to have their hand held by a professional through the process. Yeah. In a more traditional way. So, and local knowledge and expertise is huge. You, you're not going to get that from Zillow, not on an intimate level. Right. Uh, so there's still the need for a local expert and on this show, you know, we talk a lot about content marketing and becoming the local expert, not posting about real estate at all. I mean, maybe 10% at the most, but just talk about your community, like the new restaurant that just opened, go review this new bar, you know, the sports team, you know, go interview some players and whatever, and just position yourself as the local expert because then the people who want who value local expertise more than convenience and the ability to do it on their phone, they're going to seek out the expert. Yeah, because that's where we can still win. Right. You know, that's where we still have the advantage over a computer algorithm or, or anything else. So the, the role is changing. Um, you know, 30 years ago, someone couldn't go see properties without a real estate agent because we had the MLS book and we had all this, the properties and all that type of stuff. Now someone 
can get pinged sometimes before we can based on a Zillow safe search. So the, the search role has changed, but that doesn't mean that our value has gone up or down, right? Like that's subjective to a certain extent. Um, but when he, like hypothetically, I'm standing here in downtown San Diego, I'm inside a luxury building um, called the Mark. There's 33 stories here. Um, what Zillow can tell you is what the neighbor sold for, what the, you know, the, whatever the public records are, stuff like that, school system. What it can't tell you is that that across the street, there's going to be a new 40 story building. So if you're buying on the West side, your view is about to be impacted three to five years from now because of at the community event, we found out that there was a permit going forward for a new high rise or what the neighborhood is like on a Thursday night. Like what is the, you know, where do you go to watch the game? Things like that. Is this the right building for me to be in? Or should I be up in Little Italy or Bankers Hill or La Jolla or whatever that may be? That's all stuff that's going to continue to be subjective. And it, in essence, I would say would probably never be able to be replaced. Right. No, exactly. I, and I, I just can't wrap my head around how technology could take over that aspect. So for the foreseeable future, like if you, you just have to shift your, on what your value is and then make sure people know about it. That's the key. Like you could be the best agent on the planet. You could be the most knowledgeable person about a certain subdivision or, um, you know, a certain home. But if no one knows it, if no one knows who you are, if no one knows that you're the expert, it doesn't matter. It may as well have not happened. So you have to really get into learning how to promote yourself the right way and content marketing, you know, social media, tell the story, let people know, like, and trust you. That's how you're going to win and be fairly insulated from all this disruption we're talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. Once you're once you're not able to explain your value over your competitor's value. So basically, if Redfin's value is that will save you money, once you can't explain why you're more valuable than the ten grand that they're going to save, you're out of business. You're done. Because at that point, their value wins, and they're going to go to Redfin first. As long as you're able to accurately explain why you're more valuable than the savings or whatever your competitor's unique selling proposition is, as long as you can continue to explain that, you'll always have a job. You'll always have value. You'll always be able to command a commission or a client or whatever it may be. And like, like you said, how do you command that or how do you explain that? You do it through content marketing. You do it through staying in touch with your past clients, providing things that they didn't even know that they needed ahead of when they needed it. Um, because you, you're the expert in the field. As long as you can continue to convey that, you'll always have a role. The role may change. We don't know. That's crystal ball stuff. I don't know what's going to be, what it's going to be like in 2030, but you'll always have a place in the service, uh, in a service related industry. Jason, give us some examples of how to, you know, how to anticipate what your client needs before they know they need it. Like, what are some examples of how you do that? I mean, honestly, as, as little as like, I'll take it down to the macro scale. Um, are you reminding your client to change their HVAC filter because it's been a year since the purchase um, and you had an 11-month re- reminder set up, right? Something along those lines where they bought it, you need to replace it every year. And so on the 11-month date from their sale anniversary, you set a reminder to shoot them a quick email, call, text, be like, hey, by the way, you want to replace your air filter because it's been 11 months. That's coming up. It's something so stupid. <laughs> But I've gotten more positive feedback on stuff like that, where it's like, crap, I didn't even think about that. Thank you. Because then in the back of their mind, 
you can't be replaced. Even if something like that eventually can be replaced by, by automated, it's little things like that, constantly thinking about how you can provide value ahead of when even they know that they can provide value. Tax reminders, things like that, you know what I mean? Just stuff that's gonna be helpful to them that they're not even constantly thinking about. Um, I mean, starting to get a little bit more of a, a macro scale, your clients do not buy and sell property every day for the most part. Maybe you have some investors that do or whatever, but um, I sit down here 365 days a year and I think about the market and I think I read Inman and I think about my clients and what their needs are and all that type of stuff. They don't. They buy a house once every three to seven years and then they forget about it. So if you're there every quarter going over what's sold in their neighborhood and how that impacted their value, you are providing value to them over something that, you know, over a website that they're not visiting during that time. Stay on top through providing value, whether it be educational, funny, whatever it may be, however your flow is, if you can continue providing value through content marketing or one-on-one -on -one type of value ads, you're winning. I love that. And you're right. They don't buy and sell homes all the time. They do it a few times in their life, maybe. And yeah. you have to remember, especially if you do a lot of work with first-time home buyers, they don't know how to be a home buyer or how to be a homeowner. They don't know. You know, it's it's something we all learn, but they don't know about air filters. They don't know about tune-ups. They don't know about you know covering your your AC condenser. You know, when winter comes, like they don't know about cleaning the air ducts. So I'm in San Diego. I'm, I don't even know what that is, Dustin. Winter, I know you bastards. Yeah, what's, what's what's winter? I know you you, you guys suck, but <laughs> I freaking love San Diego. Um, yeah, it's it's nice when it's seventy degrees all day every day. Yeah, it's a little breezy today. I think we're gonna top out at about seventy one, but there's a light wind coming in, so I may have to grab like my uh, my jacket and some oh. hugs or something. It's a rough life. <laughs> a rough... Oh shit. Um, no, but remember, you have to then you can help educate your first time home buyers on how to be a homeowner. And it's it's, you know, hey, property taxes, you're going to get your first notice. And if it seems high, here's how you can dispute it. And, you know, all that stuff. Just do it in a personal way. And, and Jason, it sounds like you don't just have an automated drip go out uh, when, you know, 11 months after they buy. It sounds like you personally send them a text or an email, right? Yeah, generally I'm I'm staying in contact with all my clients, it, past clients especially, but like you know anybody who's past like the lead phase, um, I do my best to stay in contact with um, at least on a quarterly, most often on a monthly schedule, um, and then of course they're all in my sphere. Now this is we're now we're getting into kind of micro agent related type stuff, which it makes sense because it's the massive agent podcast. That's right. Um, but content marketing to my Facebook sphere, my Instagram, I. I'm very heavy on staying in, t in contact with Instagram. Um, that is probably my number one source uh, of content marketing uh, distribution, um, both through Instagram and Instagram stories. Staying top of mind, providing value, again, I, whether it be valuable, um, you know, educational or funny. Um, I, my personality, I try to go a little bit of the funny route first because I feel like it helps break down the wall a little bit. But if you're constantly seen as the one who's providing real estate value, when the time comes for them to have a real estate need, they're gonna think of you. As opposed to just chasing down every lead that comes in, I'm actually throwing out you know, seeds all across my sphere and waiting for those seeds to kind of grow and be ready. Everybody, I think there's a quote that like, everybody knows four or five real estate agents, so who are they calling first when they have a real estate need? Exactly.
Okay, Jason. So everybody, every guest on the show, I like to do something called rapid fire where I just give you an either or question and you pick one or the other and it just kind of gives people an insight and glimpse into, into you and the way you think. And it's kind of cool. Um, I'll try to down. Perfect. I'll try to think of some San Diego specific ones that I could (laughs) throw you in there. Um, so Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, Instagram or Snapchat, Instagram book or podcast book alexa or google home alexa burgers or pizza pizza new york or la new york san diego or new york san diego that's a softball question (laughs) it's such a softball (laughs) inman new york or inman san francisco or inman vegas uh inman new york was my favorite I did. I, I was on a panel at Inman, San Francisco, so it has a special place in my heart. But I think New York was a cooler experience all around. Nice. Um, are we in a bubble or no bubble? No bubble. How about how about San Diego specifically? Bubble or no bubble? No bubble, but probably more than the rest of the country. There's a lot of cranes going up in downtown San Diego. It's crazy. Yeah, it's all rental buildings, um, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, there's there's only there's a couple out on the water that are um, new condo high rises, but the majority of the nine or ten cranes that you see are rental buildings. Wow. All right. Podcast or vlog? Vlog. YouTube or IGTV? YouTube. Yeah, unfortunately. What the hell's IGTV? I know. I tried. I, I gave it some love. Actually, I, I curated some content specifically for it. Um, and it just, I don't know. They, they haven't connected the dots yet. As much as I love Instagram, they, they have some work to do. Yeah, yeah. They, they fell short on a few things. YouTube or Facebook Live? Facebook Live. Nice. And if you could give one app recommendation to, to our fellow agents, an app that you use daily that you think would really help their, their business, whether it's marketing or just efficiency, productivity, whatever. Mm, um, that's a good question. Um, I would say I do a lot of like Instagram related stuff. So maybe like Unsplash. Um, is an app where you can get royalty-free pictures, like beautiful pictures. So if you're looking for something to post on your Instagram, um, you can use Unsplash. Um, and then uh, Over, which is like to, allows you to add text to your pictures or whatever, put an overlay. So those two things together um, helps you create stuff for your Instagram. I would say those two things together would probably be my um, – my go-tos for like app recommendations. I guess I'm kind of bad at this because I don't – I mean for the most part I use like – Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, stuff like that. But I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily an app recommendation that you haven't already heard. Um, No, those are good. And and they come from a true content marketer. You know, there are apps that help you create content. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at my phone now to see if there's one that I'm like glaringly missing that I'm going to call you and say, actually, wait, but no, those are, for the most part, those are the ones that I would say are essential for like the real estate industry is because it helps you create content. Canva. I think a lot of people use Canva. I'm just not, I've never used it. So, um, I can't weigh in on it, but I, have heard that that's really good too for content. Yeah. Canva is decent for sure. Snappa is good. Um, I use Snappa, but I think Snappa, as far as I know, I actually have a Snappa account, but you can only use it on the desktop. Correct. Yeah. So we, we do most of our graphics through, um, or a lot of our graphics are through Snappa. Um, but for the app, I would say, um, Unsplash and over those two married together. And Over does video now too, I believe, right? Do they? 
Yeah, I didn't know that. That's what I heard. So that's cool. Sweet. We got that going for us. Got that going for us. Exactly. So you mentioned, you know, you do a lot of that stuff, staying in touch and educating, you know, reconnecting with, well, you, you don't have to reconnect if you're always in touch. So that's good. But you're doing that on social media. How can people follow you? How can they find you? And how can they see some examples of, of how you do this? Yeah, um, that's awesome. I mean, for the most part, you can just uh, follow me on Facebook or, or Instagram. I, uh, it's my name, Jason Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. Um, I-D-Y is the common misconception. There's a country singer named Jason Cassidy, and I'm competing with him on all my social channels for, for views. Um, so <laughs> I-T-Y, you'll make sure I should be the only one, and you can follow me on pretty much any platform. Um, I do the majority of my content you know, distribution through Facebook and Instagram, um, a little bit on YouTube, and then um, we work with Curator, um, who is a web provider um, slash you know CRM who helps us with our our email marketing as well. So um, you know for the most part, if you want to go to our website thecassidyteam.com, you'll be able to sign up for our email newsletter and all that type of jazz. Um, I would say that the first the first stop is you know especially since however you're listening to this podcast is probably very easy for you to grab your phone and just go to Instagram, follow Jason underscore Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-T-Y, and um, yeah, shoot me a message, uh, say hi. Tell me you found me through the Massive Agent Podcast, and um, and uh, I'll give you a follow back. Love it. And I know I follow you on Instagram. It's good stuff. It's definitely an example of, of an agent who's doing it right. And you guys who have been listening to the show for a while know that I love to harp on agents who aren't, but then give you ideas of how you can. So Jason's a great example of someone who is doing it right, and he's killing it. He's you know doing a great job down in San Diego and uh, it's cool to watch. So, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the Massive Agent Podcast. Thank you for your knowledge um, on, you know, on iBuyers, on Zillow, like the industry in general. Like you, you, you definitely have a – you're very knowledgeable when it comes to the industry and, and how it works. So thank you for sharing that with us. I learned some stuff today. I'm sure our listeners did. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, one, one last thing, if they're still listening, like everybody should, like everybody should kind of have their pulse on the macro of the real estate industry, especially if you're an agent. You know, it's the industry that you work in. You should always strive to be as knowledgeable as possible. Start your morning off with Inman. You know, listen to the Massive Agent podcast. Listen to things that'll always be keeping you abreast of what's happening. So that when someone comes to you and says, "Hey, what do you think about Open Door or iBuyers?" you know what the hell you're talking about. Um, you know, how often do people say, Hey, how's the market? Hey, I read this on MSNBC real estate. What do you think? Um, you know, and you, you want to be consistently the most knowledgeable person in your space. And you do that by, by reading and listening to stuff like this. hundred percent. Yep. And now there's flash briefings you can listen to every morning um, yeah, on Alexa. Right. You know, we have our massive agent minute and that's not so much industry news, but there's a lot of other great ones out there for industry news. Like Jason said, stay on top of it because then then you know what's going on and you can guide your clients and you know give them the best advice to help them uh, accomplish their goals, which is going to get you more business in the long run. Jason, sure. thank you so much, man. This was a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me on, man. You bet. I hope you guys learned as much as I did from that. And ultimately, here's the here's the biggest takeaway that I want you to get. Obviously, you need to know what's going on. You need to know what can potentially happen in our industry and what disruption can look like. It's you have to know that. And we don't and I don't bring this up for the shock value. I don't bring this up to scare you. I don't do this to depress you or or you know bring out the pessimism. I want you to realize that when you when you're prepared, 
When you're prepared, you can think clearly when stuff happens. You can start making preparations for dealing with whatever's coming down the line. And then you can actually thrive when, when certain changes and certain disruption happens and wipes out other people who weren't prepared and weren't paying attention. When you are prepared, you can actually take their market share from them and you can actually thrive in these times of extreme disruption. I want you to be one of those people. I want you to be one of those agents that maybe you're an average agent, but become a freaking massive agent by just taking over your market by doing the right things. That's, that's why we, we brought you this today. And that's why we talked about the specific things you can do to, uh, you know, to weather the storm and not just weather the storm, but to, to really give yourself some insurance that you're going to be needed long-term. Not everybody wants the app to sell their house for them. Not everybody wants to give up some money for convenience. Some people want to squeeze every dollar they, they can out of it and or some people want that personal touch. Some people want their handheld. Some people want to work with a person that they can sit down with and talk to. I can't, I don't see the technology that replaces, you know, someone to sit down to and reassure a client when they're worried about a bad appraisal or a nightmare inspection or something like that. I don't know what technology is going to replace that anytime soon. So know what's going on, make the adjustments, and you're going to be around for a long time. Start making those changes now so that you can really start that momentum because then when stuff changes, you're not playing catch up. You're being proactive. You're taking market share. You're growing now, and then you're going to be in great shape when things start changing and wiping out your competitors. When that happens, you can just kind of smile and look back at this interview and be like, hmm, I'm glad Jason laid it all out for me. I'm glad we listened to Dustin talking about content marketing because you know what? I'm glad you did too. Remember to go follow Jason Cassidy, especially on Instagram. He does a great job there with his stories at Jason underscore Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. Don't put in the D. Nope, don't do it. Wow, that could be taken out of context. Don't do it. All right, guys. One last reminder leadswebinar.com. Go register. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, which is Friday, October 26th. If you're listening to this after that, still go to Leads Webinar. We're going to have content there for you. We have another webinar coming right after it. So leadswebinar.com is not going away. This is, we're going to have a bunch of webinars coming out for you, but this one right here is definitely going to be the most comprehensive it's going to give you the most, and especially for, for the vast majority of you as realtors and loan officers who are looking for, looking to put all the pieces together to build a lead generation system. You could spend hours, you could spend days, weeks, months. I spent months and thousands of dollars trying to piece together different bits to create like the system that works, to create the lead gen system. God, it took me forever. I grew so slow because I didn't just hire a coach because I didn't just pay for a course. And we're asking you to pay $49 for a webinar. I mean, 49 bucks. We're laying it all out for you. It's your choice. You can grow fast or you can grow slow. And pinching pennies, trying to save a few bucks is a surefire way to grow slow. And probably by the time you learn what to do, it's going to pass you by and there's going to be something new that's replaced it. And then you have to catch up and, and learn that. My professional advice to you, because I am a doctor of real estate marketing, invest the 49 bucks, register for the webinar, leadswebinar.com and get yourself the whole system. We're going to get you up to speed so damn fast. It's crazy. Then it's just up to you to implement it. Make me that promise, guys. 
be there for the webinar because the information you're not going to get a better value any other time this year or next, maybe 2020. I don't know. I, I imagine there's some good value coming in 2020. I don't know. But make make yourself the promise right now that you're going to you're going to be there. You're going to learn it. You're going to implement it. Okay. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do because that that way you you're notified every time a new episode comes out. You're not going to miss anything because I pity the person who wasn't subscribed and misses this episode here because this was an this was a good one. If you are subscribed, thank you. If you would, if you've received value from the show, we'd greatly appreciate you going over to iTunes, leaving us a review and or a rating. It could be a rating. A rating is just when you give, you know, a certain number of stars and call it good. Just like, oh, boom, this many stars, submit. You can do that. That helps us out. Reviews help us out a little bit more. It helps with uh, help us to show up in uh, in the search within Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. So if you've received value from the show, I would ask you, please reciprocate. Please give us a review. It really helps out the show. It shows your support. You have no idea how much it helps us because the bigger we grow, the bigger our audience, the bigger guests, the more value we can give to you uh, coming down coming down the line, if that makes any sense. In the future is what I should have said, but I didn't because I got weird about it and I got tongue-tied and then I kept rolling with it and then I got awkward and I'm still talking. Okay, before I wrap it up, I need to be transparent about something. Okay. I, you've heard me for a while now, ever since May of 2018, when I switched brokerages, I switched to EXP. I've been very happy about it. You hear me talk quite a bit about EXP. I've been inviting you to, to go watch a video that, that just shows you visually why EXP is growing so fast, why it's, why it appeals to so many agents all around the country. I've invited you to go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and watch that video. See how I did that? That was, that was kind of smooth, right? But I've been inviting you to do that. What I haven't really been trans, that transparent about, even though I'm, I know I've talked about it a couple times, for me and for, a, for most people that are joining, a big reason why exp is attractive is the revenue sharing, the ability to recruit other agents, to sponsor other agents from anywhere in the, in the world, US and Canada, as of now and earn a piece of every transaction that they close. To me, that is huge. That trumps everything else as far as why I chose eXp over some of the other companies. So when you join our team, I want you to know, we will hold your hand. We will walk you through it. We will make sure that we help you sponsor your first five agents. Okay, This is not something you're going to have to do on your own. We will hold your hand, help you get to at least the first five agents, and then help those five agents to do the same thing. When when that happens, we're talking some serious residual income completely unrelated to how many transactions you close and whether or not you have commission coming in. That creates financial security, that creates wealth, you know, years down the road after working hard and, and helping other people to succeed. But I want to be very clear that we will provide you that support and hold your hand and help you sponsor your first five agents. That is my goal with every single person, whether or not they take me up on it and whether or not they do the work, that's up to them. I can't control that. What I can control is that I'm here to help you do it. So if that, if you've heard about eXp, if you've heard about the revenue sharing, if you've heard about, you know, how you can make this extra money on top of, of closing deals, you know, change, completely changing the commission structure or sorry, completely changing how agents get paid now. It's no joke. I want you to go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and click play, watch it, and then message me. 
message me, send me an email, send me a text, Facebook message. There's a, there's a link right there on that page that says message me. Just click it. It opens up Messenger. Say, hey, Dustin, that's not for me. Or, hey, Dustin, that's really interesting, but I have these three questions. Then let's, let's hash it out. Let's answer your questions. But for those that join our team, I will personally hold your hand and help you sponsor your first five agents. Deal? Cool. All right, guys. And on a, on a kind of a cool note, for the first time, I, I have the chance to possibly do a transaction with somebody who listens to the podcast. She's showing one of my listings uh, as I record this. She's showing one of my listings tomorrow. There's a chance that we could be working together on a transaction. How cool would that be? I, when I started this podcast, I had no idea that eventually, you know, that I could be like people in my market would actually be listening to me, that anyone would actually care what I have to say. And that they'd be like, hey, I listen to the podcast and can I show your listing? That was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool text to get. And I hope it happens more often because I love meeting people who are like-minded. Just kind of a cool, just kind of a cool thing that happened recently that I wanted to share. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is episode 44 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Have an amazing weekend. Enjoy the webinar tomorrow, leadswebinar.com. I will see you there, right? 